Hello everyone and welcome to Queers at Play Season 3, Episode 3. We are back again, bitches. Um, I'm your host for this episode, my name is Reuben and I'm joined as always by Mark. Hello. And by Graham. Hello. Less creepy on the la- on the hellos this time. It's nice. <laughs> I've made a deliberate attempt not to be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, were we creepy last time? Yes. Yeah, we were very creepy. We were very creepy last time. It was very sensual. Oh. Oh, I guess I was. I guess I was doing the intros last time, so I wasn't. Yeah. But right, it's been a very. It's it's been kind of light on news the last couple of weeks i think we all agree on that um it's been mostly a load of little bits rather than anything really big um to deal with um no that that's true although nintendo said fuck having a main direct we're just gonna have it over the whole month yeah in sequential days i'm quite liking yeah i'm not minding it neither am i it it it, you know it gives you a little boost each day doesn't it it's kind of good it's kind of nice on that so um Let's start with the, the the big surprise then. Kirby's Dream Buffet. Who could have fucking predicted this? Completely out of nowhere. Completely out of nowhere, we're getting a second Kirby game this year. It looks really fun. It reminds me of Fall Guys. Yeah. It does look, it does look cute. What I'm wondering is how Nintendo are going to price it. Because obviously if this is like Fall Guys, it needs a big audience. And that means it needs to sell big. It needs to be free. Yeah. And they've Perhaps done free Kirby. Be included with the, with the expansion pass, maybe. That, or they have done free Kirby oh, yeah. games in the past. The Kirby yeah, they did. Battle, whatever it was called, on 3DS. That's, yeah. That's true. Possible. If they Inclu- yeah. Including it with the expansion is a good idea as well, though. Hmm. Because that will give it a big boost, and then it could also be for sale for everybody else. That sort of, uh, yeah. I don't know, like twenty, thirty pound mark, maybe. Yeah, because that's where the expansion's getting really good. Like having all these DLCs just included as part of it is actually becoming all right. It does seem basically that all of Nintendo's first-party DLC is now just going to be included in the expansion pass. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, it means that the season at uh, the the season pass it means the expansion pass is becoming more and more valuable yeah definitely. as it goes on so yeah and like depending on price point i'll give this a shot seems fun definitely i don't think i'd pay any more than like 20 quid or something though yeah yeah 20 quid i think is my limit as well maybe tw- maybe 25 at a push depending on how big the content kind of ratio yeah. in it is have they said if it's online this feels like something it would not be online because it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. Like, who the fuck knows? No, I think they. <laughs> I think they have said it's online. I'm sure I've read. Oh, right. I'm sure I've read an article that said it is online. Oh, good. Um, well, we'll see, won't we? Um, yeah. I mean, it was a completely surprise announcement, and those are always good to have, to be honest. Um, yeah. The other thing, Bayonetta three. Woo! Yeah! Finally! 28th of October as well. Um, oh, I'm so happy. If It felt like that kind of snowballed, because like, I'm pretty sure there was like 
rumblings there was going to be announcement, and then suddenly the the uh, the kind of discovery that it had been rated came out, and then suddenly yeah. trailer. It like all happened so quickly. It happened so quickly, and um, there's I can't stand the whole leaker thing that's going around recently. But there is one person that is pretty much getting everything bang on, and. It's, there's like a big thing as to who this person is. They seem to think it's somebody that we all know. Um, but they're absolutely bang on with the Bayonetta news as well. Um, so, yeah, maybe one to actually pay attention to for once. Oh, I can't see somebody with a little bit of insider knowledge. It seems to be. I think their their sole aim is to defeat the other leakers. <laughs> but they seem, <laughs> they seem to be bang on. They were right about the Bayonetta news. Um, and it's it's good to actually finally see the thing properly and know that it's coming out soon because it'll be it'll be almost five years since it was announced when it actually comes out in a lifetime. Well, it was announced around the same time as Metroid Prime Four, <laughs> if not in the same presentation, <laughs> which we're going to be. It was. Uh, arrives. It was the Game Awards, I think, twenty seventeen, oh. wasn't it? Okay, so so Prime Four was it at the E three and then yeah. the three at the Game Awards, but of the same year. Yep, so Bay- so Prime 4 is officially longer than Bayonetta now. Fuck's sake. Come we've, on, Nintendo. We've less new to feel well. like Exactly. We've had a tiny little bit of artwork on Retro's Twitter banner. That's it. But we digress. But, oh, we always digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bayonetta 3 trailer, I watched it again before this, um, before we sat down to record. It's looking really fucking good as well. Oh, is um, I mean, I'm not 100% on the design of the new character. I will say that now. Yeah, um, I'm the same. But what they've done with Bayonetta, what they've done with Jean, um, their, their kind of advancement of their design into three, I, yeah. I really like. Um, and also the guy that I can never remember the name of, the one who's always chasing her. Um Luca, his his kind of updated design kind of makes sense as well. Um mm-hmm. but the new character I'm a bit iffy on right now. It feel it, it feels far too close to Virgil in DMC Devil May Cry to me at the moment. Um But I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting multiple characters though. Multiple play- car- playable characters. I like that though. That worked yeah, really too. well in Different May Cry 5, if either of you have played that. No, yeah. I mean, I'm staying mostly quiet because I have no idea who any of these characters are, and I've also <laughs> never played any Devil May Cry games. So <laughs> I don't have a huge amount to add to this conversation. Uh, such a shame, Ben. Have you, played, have you played Bayonetta, though? I have the first one. It didn't really gel with me. Uh, it's the second one. It surpasses it in every way possible. Agreed. Um, yeah. And it, to be fair, that is the sort of game you have to like that sort of game. Because Devil, oh, Devil May Cry is in the same vein as well. If you don't like these action... Uh, effectively like, button, mash, button mashers, really. They are, but with really intricate combos. and They're, they're kind of like the yeah. intersection between an action game and a fighting game. Exactly, yeah. The thing that I always dislike about them, though, and, and Bayonetta falls under this category as well, is like it'll tell you the buttons to press and it'll tell you the button combos to press 
to get the moves and things like that, but it never tells you what the timing is. So you don't know whether you should go A, 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 or A, A, A. Mm. I wish there was a better way for them because they'll show you all the moves and they'll show you all the combos and you can practice, but it never tells you the timing. So they should incorporate like some kind of little rhythm game or something like that to learn the combos. That's always the thing that stresses me out about these kind of games. Um, and I've still never nailed it at all, so that normally makes me shit. But you can get through by mashing, so... Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and finally, with Bayonetta 3, the naive angel mode that... Which um, is, a, is a genius name for a mode. It is, <laughs> and gives a little bit of modesty to Bayonetta. Um, I mean, nobody's going to use it. <laughs> I I can see I can see situations in which you would, but I wouldn't. Like, if you're looking over my shoulder while I'm playing Switch on public transport and you have a problem with what's on my Switch, <laughs> that's your fucking problem. Exactly. Bayonetta um, is a sexy queen and we'll keep her like that. Damn but it's, right. a good, it's a good thing to have if you wanted it. Yeah, although I would have thought that that alters, that would alter the age rating a touch. It's, But I don't know how age ratings work. Yeah. I, I would guess assume the... it probably wouldn't because the default yeah. would still be still nudity. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's still it's still and it's still accessible unless it's completely locked down behind parental controls. But then it, even then, it assumes that somebody yeah. set up parental controls. So I think it'll just be an option in the settings, and that'll be it. True. Well, we'll see, won't we? We've we've not got exactly long to wait. No, it's three, three months. I can't believe it's so soon. Yeah. I'm so happy. I really like this whole... I know Bayonet is maybe a bad example because we learned about it five years ago, but I like it when a game gets announced for a release date and the release date is only a few weeks away or a few months away. That's good. Yeah, agreed. Um, although this does dick over my October because the Resident Evil Village DLC arrives at the end of October as well. I'm like, you fucks. <laughs> How dare October you? Is, October is ridiculous. Like the amount of stuff, even just on Switch alone, like you've got Near on Switch, you've got Persona Five, you've got Mario and Rabbits, you've got Bayonetta, but then you've got your Resident Evil stuff. Splatoon is just at the end of September as well. Yeah. So, yeah, lots. It's going to be a very busy month. It's a good, it's a good year for the Switch. I think. Yeah, it really is. is. And, without... and you know, PlayStation's only really got God of War Ragnarok for the end of the year. Um, Xbox yeah. pass has. They, I think they were relying. <laughs> they were relying on Starfield, weren't they? It has the Halo TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of actual games, but uh, yeah, I can't think of a single fucking thing coming out on Xbox. No, nor can I. Um, and yet we we sat and watched that Xbox presentation not that long ago and thought oh, there were some really good games shown, but yeah, I can't remember when any of them were forgot, coming out. Forgotten like all of them in terms of release date. Um a, a little weird one about Nintendo. They've bought an animation studio. And they're gonna rename it, wasn't it Nintendo Studios or something like that? Nintendo Animation, yeah. I think. There you go. Wasn't it? Like I, I, I can't help but think they that they're gonna be doing some some cartoons. And if they do, I really hope they do some Zelda cartoons. And if they do, I really yeah. hope they're like the old ones. <laughs> I think they definitely will not be like the old ones. <laughs> but I do really hope that they do make 
some uh, some Zelda cartoons. Oh, I think Kirby Kirby cartoons as well. Oh, Kirby that's cartoons happened before. Yeah. Oh, I mean, let's not forget that they could use this animation studio to do animations in games. So yeah, or movies. True. Or movies. Oh yeah. I mean, let's not forget that that fucking Super Mario movie is on its way. I am so not convinced on that fucking thing. Um, I'm I'm withholding judgment until we see. We need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be a trailer. I mean, isn't it due out at the end of this year? Yeah. It's, I feel like there next? must be a trailer. Oh, is it next year? Oh, it is. Oh, oh no. no wait. wait. Maybe it is this year. I can't remember now. No, time is a construct. I can't remember anything. But yeah, I'll, I will need to see a trailer. I will need to see a proof of concept about that. <laughs> um, ugh. Um, good, uh, uh, good, good guy, Nintendo, though. They recognise same-sex partnerships, which is against the norm in Japan. Yeah, this Recent is a husband. really unexpected thing. Um, apparently, though, I, I will say, um, apparently it wasn't actually that recent. Um, Chris Scullion was talking about this today. Um, it was actually up there since June of last year. Um, but for some reason, we've all kind of discovered it today. Um, but regardless of when it was, it's a great news story. Mm. And it feels very unlike Nintendo. Because we never really hear about them doing this kind of thing, um, so it's it's not only just was it they're supporting same sex partnerships, um, but then they're also looking into like internal harassment and dealing with that better, that kind of stuff as well, um, which is which is really good to hear that they're doing it. Mm. Especially since it did come out recently that Nintendo had that problem um, with internal with, harassment. With... Yeah, so at least they're looking to address those things um so yeah the internal harassment is to prohibit discriminatory or derogatory remarks regarding sexual orientation gender identity and the act of outing employees so that's really great news good so quite honestly nintendo are doing better than ubisoft well activision i mean not 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 that i disagree with you but having the policies and then those policies actually being enforced correctly are two very different things however yep, they are enacting the policies which the other three are not <laughs> ubisoft have done fuck all about it neither of activision blizzard well they they probably already have policies in place that's the problem <laughs> I, I mean yeah they just yeah i guess this is warning. what this is this is what i mean the difference between having a policy and actually enforcing that policy correctly and clearly you know we obviously know that ubisoft are not enforcing those policies correctly we probably will never find out whether or not nintendo do because somehow they manage to keep a lid on anything that happens within the company yeah that is true that is very true um japanese companies though isn't it um yeah that's why it's so surprising that this is that we've learned about this today because we maybe would have expected to hear this about nintendo of america or something like that um, but because it's Nintendo in Japan, where it's not legal anyway, then it was surprising to hear. Yep. Yeah. I mean, may there be more stories like this, is all I can say. Um, I would I would, yeah. pre- I would, really appreciate more stories like this coming out of the games industry. Regardless of, you know, how far along they are, it's always good to hear um, game companies not being shits, really. Yeah. Um, the, the the next thing I don't exactly have much to say about. I think it falls more within Mark's remit. Giant, Dad, <laughs> giant Daddy Bowser. 
Lego. Yeah. Lego giant dirty Bowser. No, I just wanted to see those three words. It looks amazing. <laughs> it, it does I thought look it looked really cool. How big is this dirty Bowser? It's quite big. It like, like I think it stands like nearly thirty centimeters tall. It's oh, pretty hefty. Daddy indeed. Uh, and it, it has like you, you can move his hands with little like things built onto his back. It's quite cool. The details are incredible on it. I'm very excited about this. They're really going out all out with a lot of the Super Mario Lego stuff, eh? I wish they'd look to branch into other Nintendo stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, it would be quite cool to see some Lego Zelda or Lego Animal Crossing. Because actually, Lego Animal Crossing Animal... would work really well. That would work so well. You just make an entire little village. Um, I also want to see Lego Luigi's Luigi's Mansion, though. I think it'd be pretty cool to create. Didn't they mansion. add? Didn't they add uh, Luigi's Mansion sets to the oh, did they? Mario stuff? Yeah. Oh, was that? It might have been by Bowser's Castle, was it? Maybe they no. Did well, it, it was when they released the Luigi figure, I think. Oh right, okay. Yeah, anything like that, I would think would be great. Animal Crossing is such a good show, though. The only the only problem with it about Daddy Bowser like Lego figures, I think it's like two hundred and seventy pounds or something. It is very expensive. Oh. Yeah, but you're gonna buy it anyway, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that yet. Because wasn't the other... Did you not buy the big uh, question mark block? Was I do have the big question mark block, yeah. That was that was like 200. I think that was 170, maybe. It's very and nice. The, um, yeah, it is very nice. It is nice. It's very clever how it's all, all forms. But the, the NES and the TV was really pricey as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I might have bought that too. <laughs> yeah, so so Mark is buying the Daddy Bowser. Let's put it that yep. way. <laughs> Stop reading me like this. <laughs> um, final final bit of new uh, about Nintendo news. Anyway, um, S- Splatoon three special edition Switch OLED and uh, S- uh, Splatoon three Pro controller announced. Um, very nice if you're into those kinds enormous. of special editions it is gorgeous isn't it it is nice I'm, I'm personally not one I don't really like things looking branded even if it's something that I really love um, but it is it is nice and it's going to do absolutely huge especially in Japan oh yeah they fucking love Splatoon in Japan they love Splatoon in Japan that, and they that love OLED the special Switch. edition absolutely that thing is going to go crazy I mean, I'm still holding out for the next, the ne- the, the 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 big update for the Switch that's been rumored for like thirty years at this point. Um, <laughs> oh, please don't! Because I can't. I don't want to get an OLED. Only for a new one to come out, which I have a feeling would happen that's... because I just got that luck. That's true. Although, if you did do it, you would help everybody else out, Ruben, because then they'd finally announce. The Switch too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if everyone could fucking buy me the follow-up one, then <laughs> that would... we'll start. We'll start a crowdfunding thing. Yeah. Um, switch Switch Two for Ruben. But yeah, if if this is the sort of thing you want, it's gorgeous. I'm not that fussed about it. 
Um, I like Splatoon. I don't love it enough to have a branded console for it. No, and I already have a Switch OLED, so, so do even I if I did, one. yeah, I might. I've never bought. I've never bought a special edition console. I don't think ever, because I already always i I buy the console and then I've already got it. Why would I buy another yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly the same. That's why I never have any of these, and a lot of them look amazing. But I'm like, I buy things at launch, and that's it. I might get an OLED though, like generally. You've just changed your mind in the space of like two minutes. Uh, no, uh, t- no, uh, it's 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 a it's a reviewing thing. I'll, I'll, I don't have, I don't have time to get into it now. Um, or a mini, not mini, light, the light, something like that. Get um, new words. But once anyway, you see that screen, Ruben. I play it on the TV. What's the fucking point? Oh, um, yeah, okay, Fair enough. which is why the lights also got a problem. Um, but anyway, that's that's all the Nintendo news. Um, been a pretty good week. Well, good cut, good month, really. Year even for Nintendo. Um, yeah. So moving on to the other news, there's there, there, there's there's a load of other bits of news um, floating around. Um, Skate Four is now being called simply Skate and will be free to play. Good I for have, her. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, sure. I mean. Any game going free to play, there's I'm always a bit skeptical because I'm like, okay, so where's the money coming in? Yeah, there's always a catch. Mm. Um, yeah, and that means there's going to be some aggressive, aggressive monetization in this. Um, have we have we even seen this game yet? Skate Four. They only just announced. They just announced it was a thing, though, didn't they? We've still not actually seen it. I mean, I'm assuming it's just going to be a skateboarding game, which, is only, which <laughs> just which, just a normal skateboarding game. How much how much can they do with that, really? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like skateboard skateboarding games haven't exact didn't exactly evolve per se over the like golden, if you want to call the golden age of skateboarding games, like the Tony age, Hawk's Pro Skate. Yeah, the early Tony yeah. Hawk's games and stuff like that. Um, they could probably show us skate, skate three again and tell us it was skate four and I'd believe them. Yeah. Yeah, they might as well at this point. Um speaking of Tony Hawk though. That was a nice segue. Yeah, thank you. Um they have announced that they're going to have the largest metaverse skate park. Do you know what I really hope happens here? Is that the day after that is released, somebody releases one that's just a metre bigger in every direction. Yes. <laughs> Wait, not even a metre, just a pixel. Just like 10 centimetres. <laughs> I assume that's what he means by largest, like physically the biggest. I, I don't know. Let's, let's ask just do it. Yeah, might as well. Um, I, the moment I heard Metaverse Skate Park, I was like, I couldn't give a fuck about this. I hate what the word does that, metaverse. What does that even mean? Oh, I know. I just metaverse skate park. Is that just code for it's in VR and will probably involve NFTs? Oh, it will definitely involve NFTs. Could you imagine Tony Hawk not getting involved in NFTs? Yeah. Uh... I can't say that I know enough about him, to be honest, other than he has video games and he skates. <laughs> I think that's all the knowledge you need. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
I. But does he skate? He's probably too old to skate now. <laughs> he's... He must be what, like he must be like fifty, right? I think he skates a bit, but I don't think he's like at the you know apex of his career or anything. When did Tony Hawk become our new Jeff Keighley? <laughs> we just kick the man when he's down. <laughs> I mean, we need to have... I mean, Jeff's not done anything recently, so we've got to have someone. <laughs> we've chosen poor Tony Hawk for no reason, <laughs> other than he's a bit old. <laughs> other than the fact that he's here. <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah. love this for us. But yeah, no, no, Tony, you can please retire. Um, and also... Another segue into another thing I couldn't give a fuck about, Skull and Bones. Oh my god, who does give a fuck about this? I gave a fuck about it initially when it was announced, like what feels like three decades ago. Um, And the fact that it's been delayed so much, we know fuck all about it and it's from Ubisoft. Those three things combined, I, I don't care. And rare to really still... see a thieves in the meantime, which does yeah. all of the is things it... that you would want from Skull and Wait, Is it Skull and Bones or Skull and Crossbones? <laughs> it's Skull, Skull and Bones. Bones. Okay. Is this what Skull and Bones is? Is it is it just Sea of Thieves? But yeah, but you also, less cartoony. So. I think was the I was the drive of it. It was a less cartoony Sea of Thieves. Yeah, it was it was like a uh, a spin off from the Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, which was a good game, but I don't think I want just this. <laughs> I literally can't no. less about this game at all. No. Moving on. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok has a yes, release date. It is. I Things we didn't care about. This is definitely on my uh, must purchase list for the end of the year. Because I really love the first one. I know you weren't a huge fan, Ruben, but nope. I loved the first God of War. Not the first. Yeah, the, you know the first of the reboot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with Ruben. I liked it, um, but I didn't think it got better any better than was it the Balder fight? I think that's kind of where it peaked, and that was right at the beginning. Um, but I still enjoyed it, and I'll definitely still get this. I just found it a bit monotonous, <clears throat> so I'm I'm just really not bothered by a sequel. Uh, I did like this. I do like the special edition with uh, with Molyneux though. That does look quite tasty. That is quite cool. But the, they've they've fucking done it again. The stupid fucking special edition chart. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh yeah, there's like four different versions or something. But there's an edition of the get. Uh, there's an edition that doesn't come with a physical copy of the game, despite coming with a steelbook. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> People apparently just he... love a fucking steelbook. <laughs> yeah, but they like something to put in the goddamn thing, Mark. Well, but what about the people that have the digital only PS5 but want the physical stuff to go with it, I Re- guess? Release a, I digital, I release a digital and a physical version of the special editions. It's not fucking difficult. <laughs> You're just... yeah. No, do you know what? So they'll, they'll, uh, they'll release a, uh, a USB Blu-ray drive for the digital only PS5 instead. <laughs> They probably fucking will, and they'll charge like two hundred pounds for it or something stupid. Uh, Do you know what though? I do wish I do wish more special editions released with a digital code in them because I never get special editions despite the fact that I want them because I I get digital for all of my games. So even if it's a game that I love, if there's a special edition, I never buy it. So I I would probably get something like that. Well, 
well, this is made for you, Graham, and only you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your specific circumstances. Um, exactly. But, you know, it, it's a good... I think it's a really good idea to place this game where it is. Because November's mm-hmm. a really good time to release a big game like that. So. Yeah. And what else is releasing in November? Nothing. Well, actually, that's not true. Pokemon is... Pokemon, yeah, yeah, but, but that's, but that's not going to take yeah, November. It, yeah, and that's not going to take God of War's audience. <laughs> no, I think they're no. quite different audiences. That being said, I'm probably getting both. I don't know. You're going to get Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, why not? You? What do you mean you? I I had Pokemon Sword, and I've got Pokemon Arceus. I, just, I literally only got it last week, but you know, I just don't have you down as a Pokemon fan. I don't know why. It's exciting, I, it, which I, means that we could trade. I, I played, I played uh, red and yellow, and then gold, and then didn't really play it again until sword. But you know, and also, I I'm not that far into Arcus, and I am finding it a little bit tedious already. <laughs> <laughs> I I just kind of just I blasted through it at a certain point, rather than faffing, but. I'm looking at I'm looking at all of the research tasks. I'm like, God, this just looks like busy work for no reason. Yeah. Scarlet and Violet probably won't have that shit. Hopefully, no, I don't yeah. think so because I think that stuff was kind of there to replace the idea of gyms to level up your Pokemon and stuff, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, right. So, an announcement anyway. that came out an announcement that came out today, as of record uh, as of time of recording, PlayStation Stars loyalty program. Which is very much the thing Xbox have been doing forever. Yeah, it does sound very similar to Microsoft's program. Um, I put a note here, digital rewards, definitely not tradable, blockchain or NFTs. And it reads like I've written that sarcastically, but it's not. That is, they explicitly stated that. Good, because if NFTs everything were part of see that. Yeah. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, every I agree with you, Graham. Everything should caveat as no NFTs. <laughs> I, I would really appreciate that. Um, how fucking like I'm not until I see what this is like in action. I'm not convinced. Exactly the same with the upgrade for PlayStation Plus. So I I I read uh, I read a couple of things. Uh, so you'll get uh, you'll get points for doing things like playing a certain amount of time on a game every month. And then there are like bonus points for being the first person in your time zone to platinum a specific game. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who the fuck has time for that? I've no idea. No idea. No. No thanks. In that a... sort of doesn't appeal to me at all. In... No, not at all. When did tro- when were tro- when were trophies introduced? It was PS3, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. PS3. When did that come out? Was that 2006? Something like it's that. 2007. Yeah. It was Somewhere the year around. after the Wii, yeah. So, so if I, okay, so if it's let's go with two thousand and seven. So it's been what, like fifteen years? No, my maths is terrible. Yes, yeah, yeah, fifteen years. Yeah. So trophies have been around fifteen years. I've got one platinum in that time. <laughs> I have none. I don't. Uh, yeah, I have two. I have two, two tr- platinum trophies. Uh, one for Astro's Playroom and one for Ratchet and Clank or Rift Apart. That's it. I didn't even get the Astro's yeah. Playroom one, and that was easy. 
don't care. Yeah, I, that is so easy to get. I even <laughs> attempted to do it, but then I just got bored. I was like, I can't be fucked. <laughs> so this, so clearly this loyalty program's not for us. Um, no, but the thing that the what is once again the, the way the way I think about this is is once again doing what Xbox is doing, but worse because. The reason why the Xbox version of this works so well is it ties a lot of its rewards to Game Pass games that you can just download for free and complete the quests. Yeah. And... I mean, that's not to say Sony won't do that, but I think it's... They've literally only announced it today, so it's hard to get a real feel for it. Hmm. But... Eh, we'll see. I mean, at least it's not NFTs. That's... That's... That's, that's what we like to A do. great thing. Um, speaking of NFTs, though, <laughs> this is coming. <laughs> We're doing great at segways this episode, aren't we? Just go, go and just re- go and just read this whole thing out, Ribbon. Okay, I I will read I will read off I will read off exactly what it says in our running or uh, pod, uh, podcast running <laughs> order. NFT console Polium One system for Web Three. Have to buy a Polium Pass NFT on Ethereum, magically capable of 8K HDR gaming at 120 frames per second and ray tracing. Logo rips off GameCube. Now, can you do that in English? <laughs> right. I think so. So, um, that to be fair, that is our abridged notes. That's... Yeah, that, that's that's abridged about all of the information to do with this system. So, I don't know what Web three is. I don't understand what that is. But Polium Pass Web Web three is basically code for blockchain, cryptocurrency, and NFTs. Okay, so I don't know what that means either. <laughs> so it's a blockchain. It's blockchain. Okay, so the Polium Pass NFT. That's going to be a purchasable NFT that you get from Ethereum. Ethereum is the main marketplace of NFTs, if I'm not mistaken. It's the biggest one, yeah. at least. Um, how this fucking piece of shit is going to be capable of 8K, 120 frames per second with ray tracing, I have no fucking clue. Uh, because it looks like a Commodore 64. Um the, the, hence why hence why you put the word magically in that yeah just i i don't understand how this is going to be capable of that no one who is involved with it and who is answering the socials seems to be able to answer what the fuck this thing can do in any way that isn't nope. just quite quantifiable bullshit um NF, nft gaming yeah but like what nft gaming doesn't make any sense there's no there's no way it could make sense there's a reason why nfts are so uh aren't really working in the game space because they can't work in the game space because the whole point about nfts if i'm not mistaken is they're supposed to have a certain amount of universality to them which you can't do in gaming because games use different engines different graphics etc so you can't have a nft thing that works across the board it doesn't make any sense so the nfts would be locked to an individual game or an individual platform which would then just make them dlc as what's the point but the funniest thing about this is the last note that logo rips off the gamecube logo because it fucking does <laughs> it really oh, does not acqu- Appar- not apparently to them no well a not according to them but apparently they have also said that they're having their logo redesigned even though it definitely doesn't rip off the game yeah logo. yeah we're redesigning something that doesn't rip it off yeah sure 
just so but so it funny. literally is the GameCube logo like rotated ninety degrees. But insane. Yeah. I have a feeling. I have a suspicion. Um, and I said this before recording as well to you both. I have a feeling this is going to be another Soldier Boy console, in which it's just it's, it's never going to materialize. No, it's it never going to materialize because it's a scam. Yeah, it is quantum <laughs> because NFTs are also a scam. Of course, it's a scam. Um, Do you know the thing is? I hope it. I hope it does materialize, and the people that are into this kind of stuff fall for it all. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, they, they've already all fallen for NFTs. So, yeah. although also I do love like NFT or cryptocurrency. It's just dropped off a cliff in like the last two months. Oh, so it's what we have. By the time by the time this releases at the end of twenty twenty four, nobody's going to give a fuck about it. Wait, this is due nobody in twenty twenty four. End of twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. This is oh this God. this is quite honestly dead on arrival, and it's not even twenty twenty three yet. <laughs> We like. I will be. I will be genuinely surprised. It, uh, well, I will. I will be mildly surprised if we ever hear of this again, and I will be definitely surprised if it ever launches. Same. Um. It just it's it's such a mess. It's so funny. Uh, anything to do with NFTs is so hilarious to me. Um, which is why the creator of Dead or Alive is. Or one of the greatest of Dead or Alive is created a new studio based on NFT gaming. For fuck's sake. Um, well, hopefully his debut game will be on Napoleon 1. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hopefully, because then they'll both die um, at the same time. Um, so this is um, Tomonobu Itagaki, who actually is quite well known in Nintendo circles um, for... Devil's Third. On, oh, that, on well, that that well-regarded game from the Wii U. <laughs> Ex- excuse me, quality. it was a classic. Um, I'm taking the piss, by the way. Um, Press X to doubt. But, like, he just the fact, just the fact that uh, NFTs are so funny. Um, <laughs> because it's the same language used over and over and over again that doesn't make any sense to anyone outside the sphere. So if they want if they want to sell NFT gaming to, you know, gamers, they're going to have a really hard time because anyone who's outside of the cryptocurrency NF- NFT bullshit doesn't understand a fucking thing that's being said. And, ga- no. and gamers aren't just crypto bros. This is just so brilliant. Uh, and people... Although, although I do suspect that the um, the Venn diagram of crypto bros and uh, players of Call of Duty is probably a circle. <laughs> oh, probably, probably. Um, but their first, uh, the, the first game that they've been announced, they, they've announced uh, this this new development studio, um, is an MMORPG called Warrior for mobile and PC that is NFT focused. How the fuck they're going to do an MMORPG with NFTs? Who the fuck knows? Simple. All all of the all of the in-game weapons armor will be unique, and so if you get one, you're the only person with it, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. but then is is the point of this in games not to be able to transfer it to other games? So what other no, games? Not are they necessarily. Not into? necessarily. The idea of an NFT is that it is unique. 
the idea of it being transferable to other games is just some imaginary thing that people have come up with. But the thing about NFTs is that they're supposed to be unique. So if you are but playing, I could... let's say you're playing an MMO and you go to, you do a dungeon and you get a drop at the end, it will create something that is entirely unique that nobody else in the game could ever have because you have it. But there's plenty of games that are there's plenty of games that have customizable things that you could customize and that's you're probably the only person in the world I would probably be the only person in the world with a Corsola on the side of my Forza car in Forza Horizon have I suddenly created an NFT? somebody else could copy it (laughs) I don't know I'm not because I you know NFTs are bullshit but um, (laughs) the idea is supposedly that they're unique Obviously, they're not because they're just images of the yeah. internet that you can copy and paste. But that's beside the point. You own the receipt that says it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly, even just hearing people talking about it. Yeah, I like. Um, I I remember trying to explain NFTs to someone, and they just glazed over, and I was just like, "Yep, yeah, that's how I feel about it," um, because. It, even though I basically understand what they are, I, I, it, it's information that's taking up valuable space in my brain that I wish wasn't used by NFTs. Um, but, uh, you know, fuck NFTs in general. Um, some positive things, then, in, in, instead. A Genesis Mini 2 has been confirmed for North America. I want this. Well, you're going to have to wait because I don't think it's been confirmed for Europe yet. I, I love the Genesis. It will. It will be. Give, give me... Are we not at a point, though, with with all these mini consoles, like especially with Genesis and stuff like that, do we not already have the majority of these games playable in so many other different places? Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> but you want it anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you, like, I, I, was, I was sorting out some, uh, sorting out some of my boxes and stuff um, that have been because I emptied my storage unit recently and I found my um, SNES Mini. I have a lot of these games on other things. Do you think I'm not going to plug in my SNES Mini? Of course <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just... Um, it's... I think one of the unique things about the Sega Genesis Mini 2 is that it also includes games originally designed for the Sega CD. Mm. Yeah, which... All... All three of them? I don't know, there weren't many. Which which all of about ten people bought originally. Um but still, Although Sonic CD is supposed to be great, right? Yeah, I mean I I think I'm pretty sure I played it at some point. Um I'm not buying so uh, Sonic Origins because Sega can get fucked with that bullshit, but um I will play it again at some point. I'll probably get an emulator because, you know, Pirates Life for me. Um uh, we've got one, I guess, slightly sad bit of news. I guess Games with Gold are stopping including 360 games in October. I liked the fact they had 360 games with Games with Gold because I came into the Xbox uh, ecosystem really late. Yeah, but I mean, they've been doing Games with Gold now f- for. How I mean, they probably run out of Xbox 360 games that they could give away with games with gold that they could get licenses for. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's 
I, I mean, I know it's a very, very personal gripe I have with this because I, I, I started with the Xbox One S, so I wasn't even at the beginning of the Xbox One era. I was like halfway, maybe two thirds of the way through that ge- that that generation. So I feel like I missed so many Xbox games, so many 360 games. Mm. Yeah, I did too. Um, I'm just catching up on some of them recently. With like, I've I've uh, I've purchased and downloaded Blue Dragon. Uh, I've got um, not Last Story. What's it called? Lost Odyssey. As well, that I need to play. But I, I yeah, I, I it's, it's just a little bit gutting because I kind of wish. But we've still got till October, I guess. Yeah, that's another like three months worth of. Do you know what though? Unlike unlike PlayStation Plus games, where I I always forget to claim the Xbox games with gold ones, and I don't know why, but I always remember to claim the PlayStation ones. I don't think they're as I obviously got... advertised either. Yeah. Because no. I don't know what they are unless I cycle way to the bottom of Game Pass. The Game Pass app. And also... You know, I play my PlayStation a lot more than I play my Xbox. So, yeah. Um. And and on high, we've got a few sales figure updates that have come out recently. So, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has sold more than a million copies since launch, which was less than a month ago. Um, Cuphead, excellent, the DLC, excellent news for them. I know, like, and um, I think it was. You mentioned it, Graham. It was on Game Pass too, and it still sold a million. I reckon the yeah. vast majority of those sales will have been on Switch. Oh, Do you think? I'd like to see the divide, but I would probably agree with that actually, because the vast majority of people playing on Xbox will be playing on games on on Xbox Game Pass. It doesn't seem like the kind of game that would sell massively on PlayStation, but it does seem like the kind of game that would sell quite well on Switch. I mean, you say that, yeah. but like when they announced the weekend, the opening weekend sales figures of Klonoa, the the it, it sold most on Switch, obviously, but then the next one behind that was PS5, and it's and it released on all so. Maybe there is a market on but PlayStation that doesn't... this sort of... Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying yeah. it's not a market. Because, I mean, the PlayStation 5 does have a much bigger install base than the Xbox, so it does kind of make sense. Mm. True. Um, but in the, in the same boat, the Cuphead DLC, the Last Delicious Course, I think it's called, sold a million as well. Which, you know, that studio must be really fucking happy with. Because that, yeah. that DLC was a long time coming. It was a long time coming, yeah. I've never played Cuphead, but I, I suspect it's not for me. Oh, it's you too would hard hate it. it. Is it on Game Pass? <laughs> I don't think it's Do I add it to my list <laughs> of, of um, games to make Mark play in Game Pass Gamble, potentially? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and the, they uh, Capcom announced that the Resident Evil 2 remake has sold 10 million copies. Deserved in what, like two and a half years? Uh, it came out in 2019. 2019? Yeah, 2019. Okay, so three and a half years. Yeah, that's not bad. Though. Yeah, it's definitely not that's bad going. Um, 
it's definitely deserved. Xbox probably had a nice a nice little boost with the recent uh, next gen patch. Oh yeah, the next. I've not played the next gen patch yet, but I really want to. Um, I just don't have a reason to because I've only just played it through again. Yeah, did that a month too early. <laughs> yeah, I really fucking did, didn't I? Uh, but you know, it's... but then Re- Res- Re- Resident July doesn't have the same. No, reason, I guess, as no. Resident Resident April. Yeah, Resident April sounds so much better. Um, but it's good to see that games are still selling pretty damn well considering everything that's going on. So, yeah, that's true. Nice to see. Um, but that's that's all we've got for news. So yeah. I mean, we still there wasn't much, but we managed to drag it out for forty-eight minutes. <laughs> Sounds like us. Um, so, should we do a game pass gamble? I think we should yeah. do game pass gambles. Ruben, you were delighted to be given prey to play two weeks ago. <laughs> I, re- I when I when I was editing the recording, I had to turn my volume really down <laughs> <laughs> when you told me it was prey. Uh, I want to caveat this by saying that I really wanted you to like this. I have a feeling you probably didn't, but I did want you to like it. I didn't pick it to be mean. Okay. So I will, I will, I will consider that in my considerations <laughs> for picking your games. Um, the truth is, with Prey, I had a very mixed experience. Um, in that, um, really, my experience of it was very similar to System Shock Two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they are very similar games. It's you, I mean, you can definitely tell it's like a spiritual continuation of that genre of sci-fi horror exploration slash elements of metroidvania yeah um so yeah started really tense um you start to get a bit more powerful and therefore the enemies become a bit more of a inconvenience more than a um more than a fear thing it did make me jump several times granted um because those fucking things can come out of anywhere and if i recall correctly i text you all caps there was one in a bucket (laughs) in a bucket or it was a bucket no i think it was a bucket that was it yeah um which i did not appreciate um and you do i mean i don't know if you played it long enough but you do start to get a feel for what they like quite often you know it says two of the same thing in a room and you'll be like okay one of those is definitely a mimic um yes you but... do you do start to get a feel for what objects in a room might be a mimic yeah but i would also also on that notice too late <laughs> so like to give you a really to, to give you a really solid example of this occurring um i walked into a room and it was a room I'd been in multiple times because I, I backtrack and I go and explore and I, and I do shit like that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to in that kind of game. Yeah, and there was something like, and there was something, I can't even tell you what it was. It may have been a mug or something that was lying in the middle of the floor. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't here before. I'm pretty sure, but I don't know. And I walked towards it and literally just changed and jumped at, jumped at me, at my face. I, <laughs> and I jumped so badly. Um, because I did not, I fucking didn't appreciate that. Um <laughs> But one thing oh, I really... you should have played this on stream. No, I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but one thing I will say about it, I did really appreciate. I do really like its uh, flexibility and exploration. It yeah. it gives you a lot of options on how to progress, um, giving you different routes you can take. So you can go through, you know, vents or something to get to get to rooms, or uh, you can track down the ID card you need to get into the rooms, or or whatever or you can hack or, or hack, you can yeah. use the um the uh, the blue gun which is quite good fun as well oh yeah as platforms yeah yeah um it's got the same things that piss me off about games like that anyway so um i'm not very good at first person shooters so how often did i miss <laughs> with guns at really pivotal fucking points um and I've been playing like for, like full clarity. I've been playing seven hours, um, mm-hmm. and now I've just reached a point where it's just taking the piss with with enemies. How many enemies it's throwing, and the fact that the enemies are much stronger, it's taking the piss. And I'm starting to get frustrated now more than my my my. I do. Sorry, girl. Oh, yeah, I do kind of hate when games do this, like games that are supposed to be. I guess more like horror-y games and then suddenly it just starts firing constant enemies at you and it just becomes too shootery for me when it doesn't feel like that's the whole basis of the game. Yeah, yeah, precisely. I could do with a lot less of the mimics around and it would maintain yeah. and it would maintain a fear level um of not knowing where they are. But like the last room I came into, there were three mimics in that one room as it was and a fourth more powerful mimic that was um, kind of patrolling outside the room. And if obviously you made too much of a noise in that room, it would come in. And, I'm, and I've literally, I died five, like four or five times in a row in that room because the mimics, which are the three mimics that are in the room are stronger versions of the mimic anyway. And I was just dying constantly. I'm like, this is not fun. This is fundamentally fucking unenjoyable. And I don't understand how they think because it loses... The same thing happened in Dead Space. The same thing happened in Resident Evil 7. Dead Space 3. There's too many yeah. of the enemies and they lose their... They lose the power for fear. Yeah. And they just become I've... annoying. Dead Space 3 was exactly the example I'd use. But I would also say Bioshock Infinity, Infinite as well. Any of That became like that for me. Yeah, t- towards the end of the third one particularly, I remember I was like, this just feels like fucking Call of Duty now. Hmm. I think any game any horror game like that towards the end starts to feel a bit like that because you get ultimately you end up getting more powerful weapons that can deal with these creatures and you see them so many times that they stop surprising you however even if it's not that frequent you're like okay i've faced this like 10 times now i know how to deal with this they just it's just just, fundamentally they always stop being scary at some point and just start yeah i just want to deal with this i just wish they'd done difficulty better than let's just fire more enemies at you at the same time. Yeah. Which is done in a different way than that. 
yeah and that i mean i mean that's my thoughts and that's and my lasting impression like from the last time i was playing it was just frustration um mm. because i just kept I, I just kept dying and i'm just like there's i don't know what i'm supposed to do here because it just keeps dicking me over at every single possible opportunity and that's not fun um i may go back and finish it I don't know. I mean, I'm seven hours in. I don't know how long the game is. It sounds. It sounds like you're still quite early. Are you still in the office area? Oh no, no, I'm quite a lot okay. further than that. Um, okay. The last. The where am I now? I'm in. Uh, not giving too much away for spoilers, just in case anyone is uh, intending on playing it that listens. Uh, but I'm psychotronics now. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And also, the very slight spoiler here. If uh, stop listening for a second, if you if you, but the fucking out in space movement is bollocks. When you're outside the airlocks, absolute shit. That controls like the it's horrible. I don't remember that to be honest. Yeah, fuck those sections, especially. Uh, but yeah, like. I did not have as bad a time as I thought I was going to, but I had a much better time at the beginning of the game. Okay. When the fear was still there, but I was not helpless. Good. Okay. Well, I mean, that was more positive than I was expecting, actually. Yes. Yeah, um, but this is this is something you've said before, Mark. It's very difficult to find a game that I won't like. You always find something. Because there's always something that I'm going to enjoy out of the games I'm playing. There's been a few games that most definitely did not do anything that I enjoyed. But this had some bits I did. So, yeah. Good. But it's your fucking turn now. My turn. Yeah. Ooh. I am going to go for... I'm going to start with Ruben's pick. Death's Door. Oh. Ooh. Do you know what? I did fancy playing that. I might stick with that. A little 3D isometric. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that, I think. It's been on my list of things that I kind of like the look of for quite a while. I think you'll enjoy it. I couldn't get into it myself, but I think you'll like it. Okay. What did uh, what did I miss out on from you, Gray? I was going to pick Garden Story for you. That just got added to Game Pass. Gardens this week. I've not heard of that. Last week, it's just a really cute little two D RPG. It was announced in an indie presentation last year for the Switch, and I think it it was maybe exclusive to Switch for a while. Um. But it's come to Xbox and Game Pass. It just, just this adorable little RPG. Um, oh, I do remember that from fruit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, now I've now I've seen the key art. Yeah, I recognise it too. I think you've made a good choice, though. I think you'll like Death Door. Excellent. Well, I guess you'll find out how I feel about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So that's it for Game Pass Gamble. And that is it for the episode as well. Um, 
quite our episode, and yet we still managed to go <laughs> for ages. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been season three, episode three. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. It's been a pleasure, as it always is. Um, thank you to both of my co-hosts for being amazing. Um, and fuck NFTs. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon, folks. Bye. Bye.